Hi, I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. Women in Renal Pathology. Well, we have a podcast on the fathers of renal pathology in the United States, but I've been amiss in not having one on the mothers of renal pathology. As Dr. Prani told me, it is always dangerous to pick out some people and not others who are just as deserving. Despite knowing this and all the contributions that so many have made to our knowledge of renal pathology, I'm going to have to choose a number of women renal pathologists that I've had the opportunity of knowing and learning from. They have been great role models to all of us. The first is Renee Habib. Some people who knew her and the advances she made in our field consider her arguably the greatest renal pathologist who ever lived. It was not only her knowledge, her contributions, and her seminal original papers helping map out renal disease, especially but not exclusively in children, but her uncanny abilities to be an Olympian pathologist, to see things that no one else could see. You could also term this intuition. I personally saw her diagnose, without a cold or a hot read, thin GBM disease by light microscopy. She was an initial member and contributor to the Renal Pathology Club, which eventually became, through the work of Dr. Charles Jeanette, the Renal Pathology Society Incorporated. I probably first met this giant at one of the initial meetings of the Renal Pathology Club, which I helped Dr. Pirani with, that is, I carried his papers. She was a mighty force in conferences at the IAP, the ISN, and actually saw her take the great Dr. Churg to task when he presented a case of dense deposit disease, diagnosed in part from thioflavin T, or was it thioflavin S, stain. Dr. Habib promptly indicated to Jack Churg that she didn't need thioflavin T to make the diagnosis. Also, she was mighty among her peers, not letting them get away with anything. She was one of the most personable, kindest individuals I ever met. My last meeting with her was at dinner in Bergamo, Italy, and she treated me like she was my mother. She was incredible. I will not go into all of her seminal papers, but if you seek her monument, just look about you in renal pathology. Gloria Gallo. Dr. Gallo was a professor at New York University and a gentle and extremely pleasant person to work with. One of my first interactions with her was when she confirmed our immunofluorescent diagnosis of what we then call lobular light-chain glomerulonephritis with plasma cell dyscrasia in about 1977. One of her major expertises, and she had many, was in the field of paraproteinemias. She worked with other investigators in an attempt to determine what the special structure was that led to renal disease in paraproteinemias, what is now called MGRS. Dr. Gallo was the first president of the newly incorporated Renal Pathology Society and had a major award given in the RPS in her honor. One of her many early accomplishments while at NYU was to interact as a team 
with the great clinician, Dr. David Baldwin. Dr. Baldwin and Gallo published many seminal papers involving lupus, infection-related glomerulonephritis, and so on, and showed what a team of an outstanding clinician and a pathologist could do. They were the living prototypes of Valhard and Farr. Dr. Gallo was a true scholar and gentlewoman. Dr. Lillian morel Moraget Stryker. I first met this famous, renowned French pathologist when she came to visit Dr. Prani in his laboratory at Columbia PNS. Actually, it seems like the moment I came on as a fellow in renal pathology, Dr. Prani, who was a smart one here, went on his sabbatical to Paris, France, not Texas, in the laboratory of Dr. Morel Moriget. Lillian was an incredible personality who had her feet firmly placed in both clinical and the investigative basic science side of renal disease. Priscilla Kincaid-Smith. Dr. Prani also did a sabbatical with Dr. Kincaid-Smith from Australia, although he told me he never got liking the taste of mutton. Dr. Kincaid-Smith was very involved in a large number of collaborative study groups treating a variety of renal diseases with a variety of drug therapies. She received many prestigious awards from the ISN and the ASN, including the Peters Award. After receiving this award, we had a party in her honor, and I found out that she was gracious, non-pompous, and a delightful individual who obviously liked people and was comfortable working with them, hence her collaborative study groups. One of my favorite articles of hers was one, I believe, published in a British journal, which showed that vascular arterial nephrosclerosis could itself, by itself, lead to moderate, even severe proteinuria. Dr. Prani and I didn't believe this at first, thinking there was an underlying glomerular process which led to the proteinuria and the hypertension, which was not discovered until, of course, we started to recognize and see such things. Dr. Priscilla Kincaid-Smith, as usual, was correct. A few words about what can be called the French School of Renal Disease from my friend Dr. Helen Leopis, former president of the RPS. Doctors Marie Gubler, Helen Noel, and Corrine Antonac, just to name a few of the leading lights in Paris, are all descendants of Dr. René Habib in Paris, the Necker Hospital. Although many are nephrologists by training, this is quite different from other countries, and they often highlighted renal disease in children. This was during the era when renal pathology was evolving and clinical pathologic correlations defined what the field is today. And recall, one of the first, if not the first persons, to use the term nephrology was Jean Berger, a famous nephrologist from Paris. Finally, over the course of my 45 years plus in renal pathology, I've had the opportunity to get to know many wonderful renal pathologists. Before becoming involved in the RPS and before becoming EVP of the United States and Canadian Academy of Pathology, I worried about where have all the older greats gone? However, after meeting these ladies and many others, I no longer feared for the future of renal pathology. 
great renal pathologists of the next generation like Drs. Degati, Fogo, Leopas, Sheshin, Olson, Rackison, Picken, Nast, Fiddler, Barisoni Thomas, Singh, and a great many others. I've named just a few of the hundreds of women who are members of the RPS have taken their place beside these great women noted earlier, such as Habib and Gallo. Indeed, Dr. Stephen Bonsib, past president of the RPS, indicated to me that women renal pathologists have made a great many impacts in the RPS as presidents, awardees of some of the RPS's greatest awards, and members of important renal pathology society committees and so on. Great new generations of renal pathologists, too numerous to mention by name, please forgive me but you know who you are, have come and contributed greatly and more will come in the future. We have much to be thankful for and to look forward to. We continue to learn much from each other. Another final note of importance in closing is the information given to me by one of our brightest, best young renal pathologists I know regarding social media. Dr. Joey Ambrose will have the website listed along with this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.